Welcome to the Talking Disney Podcast. your hosts jason and cody i'm jason and i'm cody and welcome to episode 13 of the talking disney podcast well what's going on cody oh not much jason how's it going it is going great glad to be back recording uh we took a little time off just a little little. camping just a little i did some camping you did some traveling which is kind of what we're going to talk about in this episode yeah i Uh, talk about some traveling i went off planet You went way, way off planet. Yeah. Uh, but first, I wanted to talk, uh, get your opinion on a little uh, news I heard today uh, coming from actually Walt Disney World in preparation for uh, the launch of their uh, Star Wars themed land. They are raising annual pass prices. Uh, and it seems like it's a significant amount, uh, according to some people that are already complaining. But, um, like for instance, the the Premier Passport, which gets you actually into Walt Disney World as well as Disneyland in California, uh, went up to two thousand and ninety nine dollars, which is a hundred fifty dollar hundred fifty dollar increase. Um, so a little more expensive. Uh, they have a Platinum Plus pass that increased by $225 up to $1,219 and a platinum, a Disney platinum pass. It says increased another $225 to go up to $1,119. And it is from the article I'm reading. It is anticipation of, of the new land opening. Um, What do you think about that? Do you think Disney will, Raise, I know, I believe they raised their prices already in the beginning of the year, right? As far uh, as annual, wasn't it January, February sometime? Maybe they didn't. I can't remember. If, yeah. If, if they did, it wasn't annual pass holder prices. I, I, I don't know. I can't remember. Okay. Do you think uh, that Disneyland will announce something soon that they are raising their prices? Uh because we are going through the reservation period of Galaxy's Edge. It is about to open up to, uh, I don't want to say general public, because everybody had access to it. But the, the reservation system is going away in a few days. Mm-hmm. And it's basically going to be first come, first serve. When you get in the park, you got to rush over there. But Yeah, and then I don't even know if they'll let people storm the gates, so to speak. Right. Um, and then if they'll cap it. Because I keep seeing things online that they're going to use a virtual queue system okay. and basically you're gonna when when your ticket is activated for the day at at the turnstile i'm assuming for either park kind of like the way fast passes max pass works right you'll then be able to, <laughs> you're gonna have to edit that out <laughs> um uh, we'll have to, well no i'll just leave it in there actually cody's been sick so he's he's getting over 
He's getting over a little sickness. So Yeah, I caught some weird disease when I went off planet, and I've been sick ever <laughs> since I got home. We'll have to check with other people who have visited that planet, see if they're sick too. Yeah, I don't know. I also went to this weird place called Southern California, and I don't know, maybe I picked up measles or something. You, you picked up some some strange disease. <laughs> Um, but from what I understand, it's supposed to work a lot like max pass as far as when your ticket is activated, you can then go in through the app and basically acquire a spot in this virtual queue to enter galaxy's edge. And then when it's time for your, I I imagine they'd give you like, this is when approximately your window will be, but we will send you a notification via the app when it is time for you and your party to enter. And then I think you have like an hour after that notification. Like they give you an hour to get back and go into it. Um, I don't know if there's going to be like, you only have four hours. I kind of doubt it, but I don't know how they're going to get people in there if they're not forcing people to leave. Cause it's going to be very high demand. And maybe that's just the way it's going to be. If you don't immediately get into the park and get your spot in the virtual queue to enter the land, then you may not be going in that day. I I just looked it up and Disney and I did raise their prices back in January for uh, the regular tickets as well as it looks like for annual passes. Yeah. Yeah. I I was pretty sure Disneyland did. I didn't know if Disney World did anything this year or not already. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is the first Disney World one. But so I I don't know. Do you you see Disneyland doing it again this year or? I don't think so. Um, I think if they were going to do it again this year, they would have done it before Galaxy's Edge actually opened. I don't think they're going to do it now. They did it in January, it says, in preparation for Galaxy's Edge. Kind of like Walt Disney World is doing it in June. Yeah. In preparation for Because they're, I think, what is... Their land opens there, I believe, August 29th. Something like that. I believe uh, it's the 29th. I think they did it earlier, months-wise, like farther out in advance in Disneyland. Like Disneyland, you said, did it in, in January of this year, yeah, yeah, which was five months ahead, whereas Disney World's only doing theirs two months out. Right. I think it's that that decision, the, 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 the difference in months there may have been because Disneyland has more local Southern California annual pass holders than I believe while Disney world has local Orlando pass holders. Right. Yeah. I've, I've heard that before mentioned numerous times. Yeah. So So. I think, you know, as many annual pass holders there, I'm sure there are for Walt Disney world. I don't think the, the percentages are not the same for the two parks on each coast. Right. Right. All right, so um, speaking of galaxies, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna start all over. I'll just edit. Did you wanna Did you wanna bring up that one thing that you said you wanted to get my opinion on? Yes, I was just going to mention. Okay, that. then go ahead and start, just like you were continuing. <laughs> Have you seen going around on Facebook this week the supposed I don't know some people have major issues with it but I wanted to see what your your take on it was because I feel like you value history but you also welcome change I feel like you're kind of there in the middle okay um the the changes that they have made or implemented at the Main Street Cinema I did I did see that 
Okay. Um, so basically, for those that don't know, the Main Street Cinema is still playing the the, the old fashioned the, the original Disney cartoons, but instead of it just going in and you looking at different screens that are playing old cartoons, they've added merchandise and not necessarily exclusive merchandise that's Main Street Cinema merchandise or maybe old school cartoon style themed merchandise. This is just more generic Disneyland summer merchandise that they've thrown into the Main Street Cinema with a cashier and and everything. Um, They've basically turned it into another gift shop. Yes. Um, My thoughts on that. I I did read that. uh, And at first I was... I didn't know what to think. I was, everyone was making a big deal, a big deal about it. Uh, I'll give you my take. I've been in there numerous times. Uh, uh-huh. It's nice to walk in, relax. You watch, you know, watch some of the old black and white stuff. Every time I go in there, I can count on one hand how many people were in there with me. What, so the people, the people you brought in with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, basically. But I, I don't see it being utilized. You know, all these people were up in arms about it. Oh my goodness, you know, history, they're taking something away. And, but I wanted to ask them, well, when's the last time you went in there? Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's a valuable space that could be used. But saying that, I would have preferred had they brought in merchandise that related to what they were showing inside there. Yeah. Like, I don't know, Steamboat Willie t-shirts or yes, yes. Crazy Plane t-shirts. And and I don't mind if they sell merchandise as long as the sell of that merchandise, like the cash register, and I don't know where it's at. I, I haven't been in there to see it, obviously. As long as it doesn't interfere with the movies that are playing, if that makes sense. I don't yeah. know. I don't believe uh, the, the table stands and or the cashier are obstructing any of the okay. visuals. If they don't take away from the experience, I don't mind it as much as some of the people that I saw on Facebook did. Uh, uh-huh. I The one thing I, I do wish, I wish it was uh, merchandise that related to what was being shown in there. Yeah, because uh, how cool would it be able to get some, some t-shirts or some merchandise right. of the Fab Five in their original Right, I mean, I'd buy, a, I'd buy a Steamboat Willie shirt, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. If, if it was more of that stuff, but that's not what it is that no. I've seen, I saw pictures of it. So it's the same stuff you can find across the street in the Emporium. Right. right. So if you're just on the same stuff, then I would say, no, I, I, I don't like it in there. Take it out, move yeah. it back to where it goes, leave it as what it was. Uh, but then again, if you sell stuff that's related to it, um, mm-hmm. especially, you know, it's, uh, they've been celebrating Mickey's 90th birthday, what for a year and a half now or something, a year. Yeah. Uh, maybe if it was something related to that kind of like old school Mickey stuff. Yeah. I'm okay yeah. with that, but, but, uh, just regular merchandise that you can buy over at the Emporium or whatever. Nah, I, yeah, I don't, I, I don't like it. So, so Disney, we know you're listening. Um, <laughs> we want some yeah. original fab five merchandise, right? Yeah. And I mean, there's, I, I read posts about it on Facebook and some of the posts, I was like, yeah, I kind of agree with you, but then some of them were like, you know, you're, you're just, I don't know. It seemed like complaining just for the sake of complaining. And, you know, I, obviously I couldn't ask each and every one of them, well, when's the last time you actually stepped foot in there? Uh, yeah. Cause like I said, when I go in there, it's not like it's heavily attended. Uh, 
No, there's always, there's always room to walk around. Last time I went in there, um, it was kind of, it was hot outside. So there were some people in there just to get some shade. You know, there were kids laying on the floor and yeah, uh, but, um, well, because I mean, it, not that, I mean, I would never let my kid just lay on the floor somewhere, but right, right. It was in all intents and purposes, it was a decent place to do that because it was a not crowded area. Right, right. You get you can get out of the elements, and now I've never been around that area when it's been raining really hard. I imagine a bunch of people jump in there to avoid the rain, but yeah. Um, but how often does it rain in Anaheim, California, too? Right. Well, this year it seemed like it seems like it's been a lot, but <laughs> true. This this year they yeah. have gotten more yeah. rain. But yeah, I I I don't mind it to a point, but I do. Uh, like I said, I do think they they have the wrong type of merchandise. Yeah. And there, I mean, things change. Um, do you think they'll add merchandise in the, the lobby? If that's what you want to call it, atrium area of great moments with Mr. Lincoln. They, I don't know. They may be considering, I think, I don't think they should. No, I, I don't uh, think they should leave either, it, but. leave it, leave it like, like, like the way it is. So, yeah. Um, I was just curious because there's a there's more real estate in that building than there is in the Main Street. Cinema. Right, right. It's not that big once you go in the Main Street Cinema. I mean, no, it's not compared to other places. Um, so maybe maybe they'll test it out and they'll get enough complaints and they'll take it out. Yeah. But you're right. There's there, there's more area in the in the was it the Opera House or mm-hmm. so. But I don't think they should sell any merchandise in there either. Yeah, I mean. Unless they want to have a stand with shirts, uh, with the uh, with like the ride po- like the great moments with Lincoln poster on a shirt or something, but they could sell that at the Emporium. Yeah, I, I'd be fine with yeah. that being at the Emporium, which is something I think they should sell. I would I would love to buy. Kind of off topic, but if if they sell T shirts with the ride posters on them, that'd be awesome. That so, that would be way cool. So so again, Disney, if you're listening, <laughs> uh, I want some ride poster shirts. I also one day want to have a really big house with a really long hallway, and I want all of those ride posters in, in the size that they are underneath the railroad track when you're first you're, entering the You're going to need a pretty big house then. I know. Yeah, yeah. So I hope all this right. podcast makes lots of money. <laughs> <laughs> well, we better get busy then. <laughs> yeah, uh, we need to figure out our intro. Right, exactly, exactly. We'll figure it out. All right, so Cody got to visit – uh, Disneyland and um, a place called Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. In a land and, far, far away. Yeah, land, land far, far, far away. And instead of just him rambling on about his experiences, uh, which would be fine, because uh, then I could just sit back and listen. But um, You might start to hear Jason snoring, snoring in the background. Yeah. I thought I would ask him some, some questions, uh, kind of like interview style, uh, get some responses from him, and then let him share uh, anything that I didn't cover at the end. He can share his thoughts on. Um, but the first thing I wanted to ask you about, uh, we all know the story. Uh, you you were uh, surprised uh, to get the reservation. Um, and what You flew out there on a Friday night, correct? Last Friday or uh, a week ago Friday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was around, what, June – Seventh, right? June seventh was the Friday that I flew from Salt Lake City to Las Vegas. 
right. And then you guys uh, went out to Disneyland Saturday morning, correct? Yes, we left Vegas around, oh, I don't know, 4.30 in the morning. Yeah, get you there around, what, uh, 8 o'clock? Um, Unless yeah, you got traffic. We got, we got there about 8.30, Okay. Um, so you spent the day at Disneyland. Um, yes. Which was probably cool. Uh, it probably cool. wasn't. Wasn't enough time for you, uh, probably, because that's just surprisingly we made very good use of the Max Pass system. Okay, and we got to do everything that we wanted to do. We so didn't was it, do everything, but we did everything we wanted to do. Was it one of those days, like I've been hearing in Facebook, how it wasn't crowded, or was it was it crowded that, that day? There were people there, um, but it was a lot less crowded than I've seen a June Saturday in a very long time. Okay, good deal. Because I've been in June the last few years yeah, uh, on the weekend, and it's been sometimes miserable, unbearable right. with how many people. Right. Um, now, when you say unbearable, I, yeah, I'd rather be at Disneyland in an unbearable day than going to work any day, so... Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, being at Disneyland, it's it's hard to complain. Right. Being at Disneyland, but it was just you know sometimes there's just a lot of people, and it doesn't matter what you want to do, where you want to go. It's just a ridiculous line, or it takes thirty minutes to get across the park because there's just it's so right. congested. Um, but I mean, we we had a park hopper um on Saturday, and we bounced back and forth between the two parks. We started off in, in California Adventure. Um, we got to do Soarin' Over California. Oh, good, good. Yes, yeah. yes, that was I'm disappointed on the that, list of things. I'm disappointed that I won't be able to attend during the month that it's going to be back. So I don't know why they don't just revert it back full-time. I'm hoping at the end of the month they'll announce that it's, it's going to stick around for a little bit longer or right. it's going to be a permanent change. Um, that they're going to revert back because after seeing it again, I like it so much. Better. It's so much better. Yeah. And yeah. I, I was, I, I was talking to some people who are Disney fans and, uh, we brought up the, you know, what, what, what would be the possibility of having both of them there? You know, you go in and you, you go to the right to go to Soren over California. If you want to go to Soren over the world, go to the left. It, I don't know if one would be busier than the other. I mean, I would, I would always go to the California side, but, me too. Uh, um, yeah. Well, I mean, it. I would think it would be feasible because at in Epcot in Walt Disney World they have Mission Space where they have the two different missions you can go on, and one is more mild. And they they just kind of introduced this with within the last few years. They have like a green mission and like the orange mission or something like that. The green mission is is more mild. It's it's better for kids and stuff like that where the orange mission is like the original mission. It's a little more high intensity with the, the G forces and stuff like that. Right. Um, and we just, we just thought with, that'd be something cool to do. You, you get to choose yeah. which one you want to go on. So, um, and I still think, and when Disney made the announcement that they were bringing back Soren over California for, for the month, um, it was obvious that they were doing it specifically for this month to try to bring more people into DCA and keep people out of Disneyland just because they didn't know what the park was going to look like when galaxy's edge opened, even though for the first three weeks it was going to be by reservation only. Yeah. 
Um, so it was just another tactic to get people to go over to California Adventure, which is fine. I'm glad they brought it back. But I put po- I commented directly on Disneyland's post about it. On and the, I said on the Disney Parks blog or Yeah, I think Parks blog, yeah. Okay. Um and I said, you know, that I was happy and I don't know. Not that anyone was gonna read it, but <laughs> I always said, you know, I was very happy that they had decided to bring it back. Um, but I said that I think they needed to make it a permanent change. I mean, for crying out loud, the park is called Disney's California Adventure. I said it was fine that you guys wanted to do something different for the 60th anniversary, which was when Soaring Over the World first came about. It was one of the things they did for the 60th anniversary. And I said, that's fine. But after the 60th anniversary celebration ended, a year and a half after the 60th celebration, 60th anniversary, it lasted uh, like a year and a half. Um then they should have brought back Soren over California. Now I understand why they, because in Epcot they have the Soren ride also, in Walt Disney World, and it was California. They had the California movie in it too. I understand why they may want to have the Soren over the world version over in Epcot because Epcot has the world showcase and all that. It makes sense. That's fine. Have have Soren over the world in Epcot, but it's like, bring back Soren over California for California adventure. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I I'm going to be very sad if they take it away from us again. I mean, they, they installed the wooden over California sign underneath Soren now in front of the ride. Um, I don't know if you've seen pictures of that on Facebook. I have not. not, no. Um, so they basically they they took off the the little wooden plaque that said "Over the World" and reinserted the one that said "Over California," which that's an easy thing to change out. But right, I mean. So my suggestion to them: just make it soaring, and have one side California, one side the world, or bring yeah. it back all of California, and let 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 Disney World have the world yeah so yeah i mean all right so you so you hung out in disneyland dca uh, yeah and then we went over to to disneyland we did all the things we wanted to do over there for saturday um we actually um our original intent was to close out the park it's like you know we're really only here for a day because sunday we're gonna be in galaxy's edge and then we fly out sunday evening um, we're going to close out the park on Saturday to maximize our time. But I don't know. We only had like two and a half hours of sleep Friday night. And honestly, we had done everything we really wanted to do by like 10, 1030 on uh, Friday, Saturday night. And so we just called it, went back to the hotel and tried to get some more sleep, but didn't so, uh, get much sleep that night either. That's what I was going to say. I imagine you probably didn't sleep very well. Uh, no. Like a kid waiting for Christmas morning. Well, there was that, and then there were other things. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll talk about those later. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I you mean, wait. Go ahead. I was just going to say, it is what it is. Um, I'm not complaining by any means um, <laughs> just because I got to go. Right, right. Yeah, um, I would I'd, I'd love to be there. So you guys wake up early uh, Sunday morning. What time did you have to start be, or what time did you have to be at the uh, at the gates? Um, cause you had the eight to 12, time, we had right? the eight to 12 time window. 
So check-in started at six. Okay. Um, so checking in at the front gates or checking the in at star Wars launch bay. Okay. So that you have to go all the way to star Wars launch bay to, to for them to check your reservations. Okay. They were also doing, they just, they at, at the turnstiles at the front gates, they wanted to at least see that you had the confirmation email that you had booked a reservation to, to allow you in through the turnstiles that early in the morning. So once they saw that you, you were allowed to come in and walk down main street. Yes. Nothing was open though. You were just heading over to launch bay. Nothing was open. Okay. Um, not even the, the Starbucks was open on main okay. street. So everything on main street was closed. Uh, now the Starbucks in downtown Disney was open. Um, if people wanted to go over there, but the one on main street was not. Uh, and they also, you know, like we started walking down the street and one of the cast members says, Hey, you know, guys, if, if, if you could kind of keep to the sidewalk, you know, that'd be great. And so for whatever reason, they didn't want everyone just like walking down the street down the middle. Okay. Um, all right. So once you got over to the launch bay, was the check-in process, was it smooth? Was it, uh, cause you, you were there about a week after they had started it. Yeah. We were there uh, a week after. So a week smooth. And two days. Any any yeah, complaints was, or? I mean, I didn't have any complaints. I mean, I wasn't the primary reservation holder, so I didn't have a lot to do. I just kind of had to be there. Um, but we get in, we get in line. They had tape on the ground to kind of form. Like, if the line got long, this is where it snakes because they couldn't put up poles and like chain link where they would in a normal queue outside. Right. So they just, they taped off sections of the ground on the carpet to, to show people how to form the line when it got long, but we were only in line for five minutes, maybe once we got inside launch bay. Okay. So you were in line five minutes, you checked in and then what did you just hang out or. Yeah, we checked in. So they checked um, James's reservation in his email. He had like a QR barcode that they scanned to verify that, again, verify he had the reservation and all that. They verified that all five people on the reservation were there, although they made a really big deal about everyone in, in like the preliminary information going into making the reservation and then after you've made it, and you kind of get all your breakdown info everywhere. People were saying it was posted online. It, you know, the little no before you go videos that Disneyland was putting out over and over and over. They were beating people over the head with the fact that you have to have government issued photo ID because they are going to check those against the names on the reservation. Never once did I have to show anyone my ID. So, so they just checked James's. I don't even know no. if they checked James's. They might have. I think he kind of had his out already. Okay. So they may have looked at it. I don't know if they specifically asked him for it. Um, but they didn't ask anyone else that was over the age of 18. Cause it's, you know, that was one of the stipulations. If you're over the age of 18, you have to have your own government issued photo ID right. to match the name on the reservation. They didn't ask me. They didn't ask Tyler. I don't believe they asked James's wife. Um, and they didn't ask his daughter, even though she's not over the age of 18, but she's going to be 18 in two months. So she's borderline. They could have maybe asked to see how old she was, you know? Oh, interesting. Um, cause I, I was, you know, reaching from my wallet and everything. And then they start handing out the, 
the wristbands. And I'm like, okay, I guess I don't need to show anyone my ID. So I imagine though, I mean, it could have been, maybe sometimes they did, sometimes they didn't. And if you, you had been, or you had gone with somebody and you weren't on the reservation, but you're trying to use someone else's, that would have been the time they would have said, Hey, we need to see your ID. Yeah. And, and I don't know then you could get it more for opening weekend, you know, maybe, I don't know. Um, maybe they, maybe they were strict at the beginning and then they kind of just cut, you know, yeah. let off a little, let off a little. So, so after you checked in, were you allowed to walk over to galaxy's edge on your own or did they take you over in a group or no? So basically we get our wristbands and then before, before leaving the building, they scan your wristband before you're even allowed to leave launch bay to make sure that your wristband is valid. Okay. It's like, I, they just put it on me 25 feet over there, but they had people standing there before you could leave the building scanning everyone's ID, the everyone's right. wristband. Which do they, you know, I'm kind of jumping ahead, but it kind of to make a connection. Do they scan you once you're over at galaxy's edge and are headed in? They do. Okay. So maybe they were just testing it to make sure, cause it would suck to get all the way over there. And then, and then not, work. not work and you maybe but, you got to go back. And that, that could be it too. That could just be, let's just make sure these things work before someone gets all the way across the park. It doesn't work. Now it's eight o'clock. There's right. 50,000 people in between galaxy's edge and launch bay, you know? Yeah. So that could be it. Um, they had merchandise for galaxy's edge on the upper level of a launch bay. And we kind of looked through there a little bit. Um, and then we left launch bay and they held everyone in Tomorrowland. So you couldn't go any further than, um, the, basically the edge of Tomorrowland, the edge of the galactic grill restaurant there. So, so you're looking at Matterhorn, looking at Matterhorn. So everyone's facing that direction. You're in between the galactic grill restaurant and the Nemo Lagoon. Gotcha. And they have everyone you know, queued up there. You're not in a line or anything. You're just filling that whole area. And then it just fills up behind you back towards launch bay. Okay. And I imagine probably in front of launch bay and probably curled over towards space mountain a little. So, so we, then it we sounds were like up they, front. Oh, okay. So you were one of the front ones. It sounds like they, they walk you over there in a group then. Yeah. So they had cast members in front, you know, to make sure people weren't going any further than they wanted you to go at the time. And, then Galactic Grill, though, was open. You could order food from Galactic Grill. Oh, well, that's just that's just smart business right there. <laughs> if you're going to have all those people queued up there. Yeah. You, well you know, that, that, that early in the morning, yeah. 6, 7 o'clock in the morning, people are hungry. People want coffee, juice. Galactic Grill has breakfast items. So And they had mobile order going at that time in the morning, too. Because James got on the Disneyland app, mobile ordered all of us some breakfast, and then he went up there and picked it up. Oh, nice, nice. So convenient, like you said, smart on Disney's part. You know, I definitely wouldn't fault them for that. I mean, like you said, they have all those people standing there. Might as well get some money out of them exactly. before they go spend $200 on a lightsaber. Which we'll talk about here in a second. So you guys, <laughs> you guys, you left the Galactic Girl area. Uh, you walked over in a group. Yeah, which, which we entrance? walked over in a group. Then they stopped us again in front of like the Matterhorn queue, right where you, they would stop you if there was like a parade going. Okay. You know, in between the Matterhorn and the teacups. Right. As you're going to cross They stopped over. us there for, I don't know, 
maybe five minutes than very most for some now, reason. I don't really they, know why. When they stopped you there about, about what time was it? So we, we moved from Tomorrowland to the Matterhorn in front of the Matterhorn at seven forty. Oh, so you're, you're, so that, you're getting, that's you're, when they, you're getting close moved. to your time to get in. Yeah. So at seven forty, they had us go from Tomorrowland to, um, in front of the Matterhorn where you would normally be stopped if there was a parade right. going. Yep. Um, basically, and I think that the- was to just get people out of Tomorrowland for when rope drop happened and people wanted to head into Tomorrowland. Okay. So that way we were more towards the back of the park at this point. And so at this point it's like, um, you know, by the time we get over there and everyone makes their way on over, it's like seven forty-five, seven forty-eight, right? So then we stand there until about seven fifty-five. And then they move us all down to the entrance that's right behind Big Thunder Mountain. So the middle of the three entrances. Okay. So you have the entrance that's more towards the Fantasyland area side of the Big Thunder Trail. Then you have the entrance that's on the Frontierland side of Big Thunder Trail. And then you have the entrance over by Hungry Bear. Okay, so you're in, you're in the middle entrance. Basically... The where you would have been, the, or the entrance for, uh, like the barbecue area, where that would have been. I mean, I think that technically would have been more towards fantasy, fantasy land. Okay, okay. I think it was more back. You know, you had to kind of go back behind Big Thunder more. Okay. The um, well, the, I think the restaurant was more on that side. This side might have been more for just like the Big Thunder Ranch, where they had like the horses and stuff. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, but it, it's right after that little bridge where you can see the old tunnel for the mine cars. Okay. I know. Yeah. You I know, know where you're at. Yeah. It's that entrance. Okay. So, so, so we, we go down that path towards that entrance and they stop us right, um, where the wall was for however many years that wall was up. Okay. Underneath the railroad tracks. So looking back, looking back at all the people that are behind you, because you, you, you said you were in the front, how far does this gaggle of people go? I mean, um, I mean, when we were standing in Tomorrowland, I mean, I, I'm short, so <laughs> I couldn't see above all these people, but, you know, I'd stick my phone up there and, you know, had the camera facing that way and you know, to try to see back. And it went as far back as until it started to curve back towards um, space mountain. And then when we were up there in the path, you know, looking through the tunnel to get into galaxy's edge, I mean, it was still, it backs up all the way into big thunder trail behind, um, big thunder mountain. Okay. So you're there. So we're there. Um, waiting to get in, waiting to get in. It's just a few minutes before eight. basically it hits eight o'clock, maybe seven 59 and they start letting people trickle through um, but you have to, you have to have your wristband scanned by one of the four, five, six, however many cast members they had their scanned wristbands. Okay. Um, they had to again scan your wristband in order for you to get past them. All right. So, so then my, you're going through that tunnel. Yeah. Go ahead. My my question is, once you get through that tunnel, because this is a question that I wrote wrote down. Uh, you got your you got your wristband scanned and you're starting to walk in. What what was your first impression um of, of, of the area it's a complete transformation okay um 
as it should be. I mean, the architecture, um, and just the the rock work. It, it it's a very different feeling once you get on the other side of that tunnel. Okay, especially being fr- like in the the Frontierland, Big Thunder Mountain area. Right. They did they do a very good job in that tunnel of kind of going from one type of rock work to another. Um, because the rock work in in Galaxy's Edge is different right. than the Frontierland rock work. Um, but you, you immediately walk in and you start to see um, buildings and, and, you know, different things in Galaxy's Edge um, on Batu, And, I mean, everything just looked incredible. The, the buildings and the, the mountains. And it, what's nice is the, the buildings are weathered. They don't look brand new. It looks like this. I don't know if you want to call it a village or city. I guess they're calling it an outpost. This outpost on Batu, you know, story-wise has been here for for a very long time, right? Well, it looks that way. I mean, it doesn't look like run down and looks like, man, why would anyone want to be here? But the buildings are weathered. There's like blaster holes in the side of buildings from when fights have broken out, you know, and you know, some of buildings have like, you know, are like chipping away and there's like ruins on on buildings. It's it's very it's very well done. The theming is is the best theming of of a land that I've seen in any of the three Disney parks that I've been to. Okay. Um, and I guess I haven't been to, I guess the newest park, you know, Shanghai. And that one's supposed to be all technological advanced and stuff. But I think the closest thing I could compare this to is if anyone's been to, you know, the world of Pandora, um, the world of Avatar, you know, Pandora over in Magic uh, Animal Kingdom at Walt Disney World. That that land is very much, you know, they, they tried to be immersive with that land and everything you, you hear and see and taste and smell is supposed to be from... The world of Pandora, um, Galaxy's Edge, Batu, Black Spire Outpost brings that level of immersion that you see in Pandora to a whole nother level. So when you first get in there, there was something you said you were going to go do. What did lightsaber. you do first? Yeah, is lightsaber. that lightsaber? Is that is that where you headed first? That's where we headed first, and I was kind of worried a little bit in in the moment because. I was wondering how they were going to direct people or if they, because on all the 8 a.m. time slots that I had watched on YouTube, seems like all the 8 a.m. people go through that same entrance. At least all the ones that I happened to see on YouTube. The 8 a.m. people went through the same entrance that we did at 8 a.m. And once you get through that tunnel, the cast members are all lined up on the left-hand side of you once you get through the tunnel and they're waving at you and, you know, bright suns, bright suns, you know, welcome to Batu and welcome to the Black Spire Outpost. You know, they're greeting you kind of like how you have your greeters on Main Street. Um, and I doubt they're going to be doing that all the time. I don't know. It's hard to say, but I think part of it was because these people were f- there for the reservation. Well, maybe they'll do it when the park first opens as people come they in. They might. And then kind of like Main Street does. And then they, they all go back to their jobs or whatever they're supposed to be yeah. doing. Yeah. So. Um, but because of the way they're lined up on the left of you, they kind of force you down this alleyway in, in the, in the outpost. 
um, that would eventually kind of take you um, towards the First Order area where the First Order have basically set up camp and they have like the, the TIE Echelon, the TIE Fighter, and they have the First Order um, cargo, the, so the First Order store, gift shop, and then you can kind of turn left and go towards uh, the Millennium Falcon and the Cantina, and then you could then kind of wrap back around and head over to Savi's workshop to build a lightsaber. So my concern was when I saw them funneling everyone to, to the right, like I had seen in YouTube videos, that that we would have to, to go all the way up and, and, and then come back down. But I don't know, just a few people in front of us kind of broke through the cast, the cast member greeters um, and and went to over to the left. And I knew that just off to the left and around the corner of the building that you look at when you first come through that entrance is the entrance area for Savi's workshop. And I'm like, oh, they're, they're, they let those people go through. And I said, I'm going to go for it and hope that they don't stop me and force me to go right. Like everyone else has said, they let those people through. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to do it too. So when I got to that, where those people went through in, in between those particular cast members, I, I hooked a left there and, and followed them and no one said anything to me. So, and I was super excited at that point. Cause I was like, yes, I'm going to be in the first group of people, you know, in line for Savvy's and, we get in line and we're probably only 20 people back in line from the start of the line. And I was so excited. So there, they only, there's only 15 workstations, 15 spots per show, per build, whatever you want to call it, at a time. So we were in the second group of people to go in to build lightsabers. Um, so you, they kind of come around and they show, they have these little cards that have the four different styles that you can build. And they, you know, they ask you if any particular one is standing out to you and they kind of have you choose one. And if you're kind of unsure, they can take you over. They have these drawers that have all the pieces for each, um, style. So where you can actually feel them and look at them, um, to help make up your mind. But they want you to pretty much have it predetermined by the time you get to the register. Um, and then they give you a little card to indicate which one you've chosen. And basically the card just has a picture of, um, picture of the pin that they, the cash register, the cashier gives you that is associated with the style of lightsaber that you've chosen to build. So I chose elemental nature so my card, I think it said Elemental Nature in Arabish, the Star Wars language. And then, or Arabesh. Um, and then the picture of the pin, the Elemental Nature pin. So that way when we got up to the register, I handed the cashier my Elemental Nature card. They basically punch in the button for a, a lightsaber because they're all the same price. <clears throat> they ring it up. You know, it's like with tax, it's 215 bucks. And then they give you the pin and you're supposed to wear the pin when you go in. So that way, when you're in there, the cast members inside know which one you've chosen and they don't have to ask you. They can just 
look at you, see which one you've chosen, pull out the pieces you need, and you can just get going. Um, so do you, you don't do you build them as a group or you you build them as a group? Um, I mean, you do it individually, but they explain everything step by step along the way for the group. Um, there's like 15 builders. There's three cast members in there. And so there's a cast member on each end of the workstation and one in the middle. And they're kind of talking to the people around them, uh, explaining each step along the way on how to build it and then assisting you if you need help. Um, so by the time we were done paying, it was like eight 20. Um, they told us we needed to be back 20 minutes before, we went in and we were going to go in at nine. So that meant we needed to be back by eight forty. We had 20 minutes to walk around. Um, so we did, we went and wandered around a little bit. We kind of stayed in the area, but we went, um, just around the corner was the milk stand. So we went and got some milk, Ah, the milk. Yeah. All right. We went and got, I got blue milk. Um, my roommate, my cousin, Tyler, he got green milk. Um, I liked the blue milk. Um, what did it taste it's like? I mean, what? F- fruity. fruity. Yeah. Fruity. Um, <laughs> kind of a citrusy vibe. Um, it's blue. Okay. It's slightly frozen. It's not icy. Um, it's not like an icy, you know, like you'd get at seven 11 or, you know, the movie theater. It's not, there's not ice crystals in it, but it's thick. Like it's, a frozen slush, but it's not crystally. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like a sludgy consistency, um, but it's made with coconut and rice milk. So you've got that kind of texture, I guess, if you know the texture of like coconut milk and rice milk. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was blue and it was kind of citrusy, um, but it was good. I liked the blue milk better than the green milk. But they were both good. Um, I think it's definitely worth a try if, if you're going to be in there. It you know, might as well. When when in Rome, when in when in Batu, when in Batu. So, and so then we got a blue milk. We kind of looked you, at the. You just you, you just gave me a shirt idea. Good job. Okay, yeah. <laughs> 1999. <laughs> um. Then we, we, we were kind of in the, the first order area, so we quickly browsed the, the first order cargo shop. And then we walked back and we got in the little waiting area to go into Savi's and we drank our milk. Um, and then pretty much right at nine, um, one of the, they call themselves the gatherers. One of the gatherers from inside Savi's, you know, she kind of pops out of the door. and She kind of looks around. She sees the stormtroopers across the across the street and she kind of ducks down and she's like, okay guys, come on, come on, hurry in. She's kind of forcing people in. And, <laughs> and then w- once everyone gets in there, the other two cast members that are inside, they're like, okay, there's a builder here, a builder here, a builder here. They're getting everyone set up at their station. Um, and then, so then when the one at the door comes in she's like, all right, now that, now that everyone's in here and the door's closed, I, I just want to apologize for, for rushing everyone in. But, you know, if the stormtroopers outside, we, we have to be extra cautious about who, who we're letting in and, you know, who all knows what's going on here. You know, these are dangerous times we're living in with the first order upon us. And so it was, it, you know, it, it was cool because, you know, she saw them, 
she reacted to him. Now it's part of the story. Right. Rather than just, okay, come on in, you know. Um, so, and she says, well, you know, this is why you're here. You're here to build a lightsaber. And she holds one of them up and she kind of gives you the history of a lightsaber, just very brief. And, you know, you know, and, and then she talks about kyber crystals and, you know, which is what powers, you know, gives, gives a lightsaber its power and also its color. Um, and she talks about the four different colors that they have gathered for you to use for your lightsabers. Um, which the four that you have options for in Savi's are red, blue, green, and violet with purple. Okay. Um, but they call it violet. Um, and they, they tell you about the different legends cause they're not, you know, characters because you're on Batu, you're in the star Wars universe. Now, now, these characters from Star Wars that you've seen in the movies, they're not just characters anymore. They are now legends because you're in-universe, right? So she tells you about the legends of that have wielded the different colors in their lightsabers, like the red, you know, Darth Vader, Darth Maul, and now Kylo Ren, and, you know, with the, the blue and the green with, with Luke and Rey um, and Yoda, and then the, the violet, she talks about Mace Windu, um, and so then they, they all go around and they have these canister looking things and they have kyber crystals inserted into the canisters in these little slots. And that gives, it, it emits light through the crystal. So that way it looks like it's glowing when they present them to you and they bring on these big canisters, kind of like one of the monsters Inc. looking fuel cell things, okay. you know? Except they're not yellow, but they're kind of that shape, cylinder looking. And so they kind of bring them around. And they're like, "Do you do you see, do you see the color of crystal that you know calls to you or whatever?" And you know, you you pick one out of it, and then if the one you wanted happened to have already been picked from it, they'll they'll get you one. But so they they bring that around. You grab one, and then they go around. And after everyone's picked a crystal. They go around and they start pulling out the tray of pieces for the style that you've chosen according to the pin that you're wearing, right? And then, you know, they say, okay, there's lots of pieces, but we're going to explain each of it every step along the way. So then at that point, the three cast members kind of break off into their sections and work with the people around them or in front of them and tell you which pieces you need to pick first and which ones you need to put on first. And you basically, you know, you start with your, your activation switch in the middle. Well, first you have to put your crystal in. They have you put your crystal into the lightsaber. Um, and then you hear a noise and that's how, you know, your crystal is inserted correctly. And, um, your crystal starts to flash. Right. And then you, you put on your activation plate, your, your switch for the lightsaber you put those on and then you pick your two sleeves, which go above and below the switch. And then you pick your bottom cap and then your emitter, which is like your top cap. And then you screw everything all into place. Um, they're high quality. They're metal. They are metal pieces. Um, the elemental nature one has like fake leather and stuff to it. Um, but, it is also metal. There's metal underneath the areas that have leather or 
areas that are supposed to represent wood grain or or bone or whatever. So it has all these pieces have weight to them. And then when you you've constructed your hilt, your handle of the lightsaber, you know, it weighs a good you know, three, four pounds. Um, and then you, they have like a little holder, a little dock to set, rest it on after you're done building while you wait for other people to finish building. And, um, at that point, I think, um, Yoda starts talking to you that the room turns green and you hear Yoda's voice and, you know, and they're like, Oh, you know, master Yoda, the force must be strong in this room. Then they tell everyone to kind of take a step back and that they're about to do the most dangerous part of the process. And that's stabilizing the kyber crystal. And they have, in order to stabilize it, they have to put um, your lightsaber in the crystal stabilization chamber. And it has to be done by one of the gatherers. And so they go around and they grab everyone's lightsaber and there's a little stabilization chamber attached to everyone's workstation and they go in and they put it in one by one and you know she talks for another minute and she says okay um now we're gonna do this part of the process um just like we have everything else today we're gonna do it together so together i want you to take a step forward i want you to put your hand on your hilt and when i say so activate your lightsaber then she tells you to activate and you switch it on and everyone's stabilization chamber lights up the color that they had chose for their crystal right and then the stabilization chamber is it's kind of like this big long cylinder that is like a divider in between each station it then like opens up and reveals the blade of your lightsaber attached to your handle the lightsaber so then the, you know she tells you to, to to lift it up to pick it up and so now everyone's holding their lightsaber up up in the air um and you know they kind of let you wave them around for a second and they say okay now i need you to deactivate your lightsaber so everyone turns it back off yoda comes back and he talks to you again and and then she comes back and you know she tells you that you've just created something that possesses you know incredible power and And then she says, you know, incredible power should not be dropped on the ground. Everyone kind of laughs. And she says, so we're we're happy to present you on your way out with um, a sheath um, so that you can transport your your lightsaber. So basically, part of the $200, you get the pin, you get the lightsaber and the experience of building it, and then you get a sheath... Um, which is foam padded, you know, um, has foam inserts inside of it. So that way you can slip your lightsaber inside of it. And there's a, you know, piece of foam, kind of like a pool noodle is the best way to explain it. Cause there's a hole in the center for that way. The, the blade of the lightsaber can go into that hole and it's foam padded all the way around. And then there's foam up at the top to protect the, the hilt. And then it kind of cinches up with like a little drawstring type of doohickey at the top. And then it has like a, a strap on it so you can sling it on your back and carry it that way. And they give one of those to everyone as, as they walk out. I mean, all in all, it's about a 20 minute ordeal. 
25 that's minute not, ordeal. That's not too bad. I mean, it's not, no, it sounds, I mean, I mean, it sounds cool. It sounds fun. Uh, they kind of, with the whole, uh, you know, ducking in cause of the stormtroopers playing along with the whole story. It sounds cool. I mean, uh, it is. Um, and the lady we had that was kind of running the show, doing the story, she was very good. Um, you know, you could tell that she was she was into it, and that that really helps. You know, your experience. Right. Um, Did you have any issues getting the uh, lightsaber on the airplane? That's <laughs> funny you should ask. <laughs> um, thought they were going to call in the bomb squad. <laughs> really? Uh, they thought they yeah they thought they were pipe bombs. Because uh, they say normally when we say something long, cylindrical, and that has that much metal, right. it's a pipe bomb. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and so, and like we didn't check our any bags or anything because we were just went down for the weekend, so all we had was carry on. Right. And with as long as it was, it's like this is not going to fit inside of a carry on. And I didn't even have like a standard carry on suitcase. I just I just brought it back. So did you tell him before? Hey, I, I've got a lightsaber in here. <laughs> Uh, no, cause I was kind of interested to see what they would do. Cause I had seen pic- people post pictures of them bringing them through LAX okay. and they look them looking at the, you know, on the x-ray, you know, of everything. And so I was like, maybe they've seen them before. You know, we flew out of John Wayne, Orange County airport. So we didn't fly out of LAX. We flew out of John Wayne. Um, but they had never seen them before. And so you know, and so my cousin's bag goes through and mine comes through right after him and they kind of pause on his bag and, you know, they flag it or whatever. They, they pull it off the conveyor and someone comes and grabs it. Who's whose bag is this? And he's like, it's mine. And then mine comes through after and you see the girl looking at the images. She's like, you could just tell she's like, there's another one, <laughs> you know, cause if, if she's thinking it's a pipe bomb, you know, she just thought she f- saw one and now there's another one coming through. Right. Right. And so they pull mine off and, uh, you know, whose bag is this? You know, it's mine. So they bring them over to this other area and they're like, it's very important that when I go through your bag, you, you do not move. You do not try to touch anything in your bag. You, you, you just stay right there. And so they start pulling Tyler's apart first. Um, Are you guys in the same room? And Yeah, we were actually still in the security. They didn't put us in another room or anything. We were basically just right there still okay. um just you know a few feet further down than when you would normally pick up your stuff after going through the x-ray machine um just off to the side a little bit where this little table is so that they can actually go through people's stuff i'm sure if we were at like mccarran or something in las vegas that they would have pulled us into another room but i just this airport just didn't have that um so um, Tyler had his like in two different, well, we both had ours in two different parts. So we had the blade in the sheath and then we had the hilt just in, in our bag. So that way it wasn't quite as long, you know? Uh, and they pulled out his, his hilt, his handle of the lightsaber. And it's just this metal cylindrical looks like tube, a, right? Looks like a, you know, pipe, and it has elements like and stuff to it. <laughs> yeah. It looks like a pipe bomb. And then, so she kind of knocks on the glass and on the other side of the glasses, I'm assuming her supervisor and she kind of holds it up and he comes running around and he kind of takes over from there. And, and he's like, so, uh, 
can you guys tell me what these are? And we're like, you know, you they're should have said, duh, they're lifesavers. <laughs> I said, it's a pipe bomb. What do you think it is? No, I said, we're like, they're lightsabers. And he's like, okay. And he's like, where'd you get them? And I said, we were just at Disneyland. We, we got them at Disneyland. It's part of this new Star Wars land that they just opened. You know, and we, we built and bought these lightsabers. And he's like, well, you know, cause they're only 25 minutes Right. away from disneyland you know and so he's like well I've, I've seen lightsabers come through before but usually they're plastic they don't weigh anything yeah, well, more these than are new pound. <laughs> you know and it's like the blades are retractable and it's like this weighs several pounds it's it's made out of all metal he's like normally when i see something made out of metal that's this long coming through it's a pipe yeah, go back to your computer and google star wars galaxy's edge lightsabers yeah, I mean, he was he was probably in his 50s, if I had to guess. Yeah. But I don't know, living that close to Disneyland, you think that they would have heard something about this. You would think, yeah. But this guy hadn't. Um, and neither were the other two ladies that were rifling through our bags. Um, and then the one pulls mine out. And Tyler and mine look, our two lightsabers, we got two different themes, so they look completely different, right? Um, but they're still long, cylindrical, and metal. Um, and so they they start swabbing them and they're testing them. And, you know, I don't know some sort of bomb test. I don't know what residue they're looking for, but whatever residue that they look for in their swab test, they start testing it. And you know, I told the guy that you know it's like yeah, it's like the old lightsabers that they had, the cheap toy, twenty dollar toy. Those are plastic. Those, you know, collapse. And it's like this is this is more of a collector's item, more of a prop. You know, it's like it's 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 high quality. And he's like, well, can you tell me why 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 there's so much metal? Why it weighs so much? And I was like, well, that's because they wanted it to to be realistic. Right. I don't know what you want me to say. Um, and then a younger TSA agent she comes over, and she's like, oh hey, is that one of those new lightsabers from Disneyland? It's like, thank you. Would you tell this guy that? <laughs> um, and then their their tests after from their swab came back negative, right. and so they let us go. Um, but yeah, it was interesting. They thought we were trying to blow up the airport or something. Yeah, and, and I didn't think of that. I mean, I knew you bought one. I knew you flew back to back up to Utah, and just while you're telling that story. And you mentioned something about the metal. I was like, oh, I need to ask him about the airport because I knew he flew back. And I, you know, the way that I imagine they look, what if if I'm working and I see that come through and the x-ray, I'm I'm a little suspicious too. So Yeah. Uh, but had I been working there, I would have known what what it was once I, you know, once I looked at it and uh got my hands on it. So yeah, and then I, I'm sure in yeah in the X-ray it would have been impossible to tell the right, difference. Right, right. Um, but yeah, once you open up the bag and and you get a hold of it, you're like, oh, I know what yeah. this is. So they they also um, have the shop to build droids. You didn't do that though, right? No, uh, actually, no one in our group okay. did. So maybe next time. Maybe. Um, I mean, it's cool. I mean, if it's really what you want to do, then. Then go for it, yeah. but if if, um, if I had to choose between the two, I think I'd go with the lightsaber. Yeah, I mean the lightsaber is twice as expensive, yeah. but the droids are plastic. Um, they're remote control. Um, but but I mean that's about yeah. it. It's a remote control 
droid. They're they're not any taller than a foot, you know. Right. So after you build it, um, I, I know you sent me a couple pictures. Um, did I? I don't even. I remember. think you did. I think you and Tyler both sent me one. Oh, I think I think in that group chat, huh? Yeah, yeah. I thought I had something. I I don't want to look for it now, but so after you build the yeah. the light, light lightsabers, do you guys head over to the ride? Um, yeah. Um, after our lightsabers, we went and got in line for Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. Okay. Um, and it was only a fifteen minute wait. So was so that was really That's nice. The last so we time get in you line ever for wait fifteen minutes for that ride. Actually, we waited 15 minutes two more oh, times that okay, day. Well, we got to ride it a total of three times, and every time we rode it, it was only 15 minutes. Well, but you are right. Yeah, that next, next that time day you go, is the last time. <laughs> busy, so. Yeah. So you rode it three you'll, times? You'll never see that ride at 15 minutes ever again in a very, very long time. So did you get to but do we different rode it. Each, each time? Or? Um, I The first time around, so there's two pilots. Um. So there's two pilots, there's two gunners, and there's two engineers. So there's a total of six seats in your cockpit. Okay. Um, and you were in a party of five. We were in a party of five. So um, typically if they can, they'll leave one of the empty seats for the engineer. Okay. And there's, there's like an autopilot capability to that way if the seat is empty, the cast member can just hit a button and that way it will autopilot that spot. So that way it doesn't negatively impact your your ride experience. Um, you know, if there's not a single rider they can fill it with or something, you know. Um, so yeah, we were party of five. So there's two pilots. The left pilot controls up and down. The right pilot controls and, and the brakes. Left pilot is up and down and the brake. The right pilot is left to right m- motion, movement, Um. I'm sorry, got it backwards. Left pilot is left to right and the brakes. Right pilot is up and down and um, hyperspeed, warp speed, hyper jump, whatever they call okay. it. Um, the thing that makes you go super fast. fast. Okay. Um, you also, that there's a lever to activate that that you get to pull. So there's two pilots and you you have to work together with one another. So the first time around I was the right pilot. Um, and I will tell you, so basically it's, it's the ride is a motion simulator. So it's like star tours. Star tours is a motion simulator ride. Star tours holds like, I don't know, 40, 50 people. This holds six, but star tours has pre-programmed motions and effects and graphics this is all in real time. So basically, it, you're only going to see lasers shooting if the gunner is hitting their button to shoot. Um, and the it's only going to move left or right or up and down if the pilot makes it do that. Otherwise, you'll just fly straight. And you won't do a very good <laughs> job. For, uh, you know, according to the mission that you're trying to complete. Right. Um, so, and that it's very cool because it's, it's like... Star Tours, but on a smaller, more intimate, more team-feeling experience. And you are in 100% full control. Like, if you need to go down, like, you have to make it go down. And it's not sensitive. Like, 
you kind of have to think ahead a little bit. Like if you need to go down, like you have to start preparing for it now because it's not just going to dip down. You know, it's like it's, it's a gradual because, I mean, you're flying this big old hunk of junk, right? It, it takes a second for it to, to go down. Um, but it's, it's very, it's very cool. Um, it's cool being in control to that extent. Um, I've never been on another ride, um, that you're in so much control, um, over your experience. Um, you know, if you're crashing into things, it's because your pilots aren't doing a very good job. If, um, if the ship's taking on a lot of damage, it's because either your gunners aren't fighting off people shooting at you or it's because your pilots are running into stuff. So when you do get damaged, is it, is that where the engineer's jobs comes in? Yeah. The engineer job comes in. Then they have to hit certain buttons to repair the ship. And then the engineer also is in control of the harpoons to grab, to shoot out the, the harpoons in order to attach onto things that you're trying to collect. Okay. All right. And the gunners, gunners just shoot. Yeah, stuff. just shoot. So, so you were the pilot. Uh, other, the other two times, did you get to switch off? Uh, the second time around, I was a gunner. Okay. Um, and then the third time around, I was the left pilot instead of the right. Gotcha. Uh, I will say though that every time we rode it, I think we got a little bit better. Um, I will tell you though that the first time you ride it it's kind of overwhelming because there's so much going on and like you are in control. And so you have to like, you actually have to think about what's going on. What do I need to do? It's not overwhelming as in like, you can't figure it out, but it's just like, Oh, I'm actually, I'm not just here writing something, watching something, listening to things. I'm actually trying to figure something out. I'm trying to accomplish a task and you're, you're talking with the other people in in the cockpit with you. And it's funny because the first time around, it's like, wasn't quite expecting the controls to be like they were, you know, it's, it's a lot harder than it looks if you're not the pilot the first time around. And so uh, Tyler and I, we're getting a lot of flack from the other people in the cockpit because <laughs> we're crashing into stuff. And we're like, it is not as easy as right. it looks. And, you know, we'd hit something. They're like, well, Hey, you know, like watch out. Well, obviously you, you gotta, I mean, you got to work together because if the pilots can't fly, then the, then the gunners can't shoot what they need to shoot. Then the engineers can't grab right. the things that they need to grab. Exactly. So, so it is very much, you got to communicate yeah. with everyone. And, but it, then it was, it was funny the second time around not being the pilot and having two other people being the pilot and they start crashing into stuff. And we're like, Whoa, <laughs> Hey, what are you yeah. doing? Um, it's very fun though. It is, it is very fun. Was there any other, uh, or was there any, talk or any hints on when the other attraction would be coming? No, nope. okay. they wouldn't, they wouldn't say anything okay. just later this year. That's, that's all anyone will say later this gotcha. year. Gotcha. All right. So compared to, uh, I mean, if, if, if you had to now rank that ride among some of your other favorites, is it up there or it's up there yeah. and, and it's up there just because you're in control. And if that's not the kind of experience you're looking for, then maybe it won't be on your list of favorites, right. but it, it, it plays into the immersion right. of the entire land that they've built. Um, and cause I know one question of mine is like, well, if you're flying the millennium Falcon, how do they explain the millennium Falcon sitting out, <laughs> out front when you walk right, in? Right? right. They have an answer to oh, that. Okay. 
and it's so simple and it's so beautifully done. Um, but really it's, yeah. it's, it's so simple. Nice. Don't tell um, me yet. Cause I, I want to experience no. it. So, um, you, you, it's easily missed though. You have to be observant. Okay. It's not just stated out, you know, black and white for you. You have to, you have to kind of be looking at your surroundings in order to see it. So we'll have to talk about it after you actually you go. go. Yeah. So you got to, um, to see if you, you caught got to it. ride the ride. Uh, you mentioned the blue milk earlier and the green milk. What, was there any uh-huh. other food or drink that you got inside there that you liked or? We tried the Ronto Roasters wrap. Okay. What um, was in that? At, that was from that was from Ronto's Roasters, one of the quick service locations. Um, that had a sausage of some sort of pork sausage. Looks like a hot dog in shape and size, but it's okay. a sausage. Is that the one that does it have like a coleslaw type thing? Okay. Yeah, it's it's in a pita pita bread and it has the hot dog looking sausage it's not a hot dog it is a How sausage was it? um and then it had uh like pork loin and then the coleslaw and a peppercorn sauce it was good um wasn't fantastic because I, I specifically um, that one i saw somebody complaining complaining about it on facebook that it was horrible and they were like, they were i like, mean all I the food in galaxy's edge was horrible and i i wouldn't say it was horrible yeah. i i think it was good enough okay. um would I get it again? Maybe. Um, if I wanted that, if I really wanted that specific thing, then yeah. Um, but if I was just hungry and looking for something that I knew I was going to enjoy, I might go for something else, you know, outside of galaxies. Okay. Yeah. So we tried that. We also tried, um, the rib, um, I can't exactly remember what they called it, but it's a rib. Um, and that was over at docking bay seven, the other quick service location. Um, and that was, that was just okay too. Um, the one I had, the, the particular rib that I got had a lot of, you know, fat running through it and, you know, ribs do sometimes if, if you know anything about ribs and sometimes you just get a rib or, a slab that has a lot of fat or gristle running through it. My particular rib had a lot of fat running through it, so it didn't have a ton of meat on it, but the meat I had was good. Um, flavor was good, but it, you know, certainly not the best rib I've ever had, but it was okay. I think that's one of the ones when I was like looking at the menu, is it the smoked kadu ribs? Yes, that's yeah, what it is. Uh, sticky pork ribs. Did you have a blueberry corn muffin and some cabbage slaw? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's that's one yep. I saw a picture of it. I thought that would, I I thought it it looked good in the picture at least. So that's something I want to try when I get over there. I, I, and like I said, it's definitely worth the try. It, it's worth trying some of these things. Um, but yeah, you know, in the future I may opt for, you know, heading out of Batu to to get a corn dog or, you know, okay. something. Uh, they're, they're more unique options. Even the kids meals are a little, I would think for most kids, a little out of a kid's typical, um, taste palette, taste palette. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so I think it would be difficult to feed most kids in galaxy's edge. Um, um, but hard to say, maybe kids are more 
you know, not, not as picky these days. So what did they do to start ushering you guys out? What what was that process like? Um, we kind of ushered ourselves out around 12. So we never, never really tested that. And you went out the same, same way you came in. We, I'm trying to think which, no, we, we exited the hungry bear. Was was that where they were making everyone exit. exit or you just chose to exit that way? We just chose. As far as I could tell, you could exit out of whichever one okay. you wanted okay. to. So the other group, the other time slot came in at 11. So there was an hour of overlap. I had, I had, I was here and some, some people had like reservations from 11 to three. And I was like, I knew they had eight to 12. I figured they'd have 12 to four, but I didn't know that they were overlapping. Yeah, they were, there was an hour of okay. overlap. Um, so, and I, I think the next one didn't start until, um, three as well. Okay. Like, I don't, I don't know the, exactly well, if, those if they were doing during the day, but like if, if they were overlapping an hour, then I would assume the next group would be able to come in at two because the 11 to three, group, but see then, but then that 11 to three group, and I, I don't know, it could, I, you know, I think there was a two to two to six. Okay out four hours i think there was and it, it would kind of be unfortunate for the people that came in at 11 because then two of their four hours is mixed with, with another yeah, group they, yeah not as much time to whereas our we only had that the last hour mixed with that other group and they all came in through the hungry bear because we were taking photos in front of like um the, like the x-wing and the a-wing which is right over by the hungry bear entrance over on the resistance side in front of the rise like across right. the and little walkway people, from rise of the people resistance were coming in. they they had them all held there because we were there like right before 11 okay. we were there at like 10 50 taking pictures there with our lightsabers and stuff and so everyone's looking at us <laughs> with our lightsabers and stuff and they're only like 40 feet right. away um and they have them all held there and then we take the pictures you know they had the photo pass people there taking pictures for us and then it's like, well, we're going to head over to the other side of the park and get in line for Millennium Falcon again before this horde of people comes barging in. Okay. Um, so overall, uh, I mean, yeah, you only had a limited time in there, but it sounds like you got to do most of the stuff that you wanted to do. Um, could you yeah, see for sure once it's open to the public or the, uh, you know, once there's not the reservation system, I, I, I should say. Could you see spend? I mean, how, how long would you spend in there or, um, would it be just then, then it just becomes one of the lands of Disneyland. Cause I know when I go, I mean, I'm in main street, then, then I'm in adventure land. Then I go to frontier land then I'm going to head over to Tomorrowland, And then I may go back to frontier land. Um, yeah, I mean, it is more, I, I think it's a little more reserved than the other lands. Like if you, if you, if you want to go, you have to, go over there intentionally for those two things. It's not connected to anything else. You know, it's, you know, like how Adventureland and Frontierland, they kind of, you know, there's areas where they connect. Right. Same with like Frontier, you know, not from, but like Tomorrowland and Fantasyland, right. they kind of share yeah. a border. This doesn't share a border with anything. So if you want to go into that area, you it, it, honestly, it doesn't, the way I've been explaining it to people is Disneyland as a whole, Disneyland resort does a really good job of making you feel like you are not in 
Anaheim, California, right? Yeah, we've mentioned that before. Yeah. Yeah, generally, you, you don't feel like you're in the middle of a bustling city. However, Galaxy's Edge does a really good job of making you feel like you're not in Disneyland. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, Because you can't see the, any other part of Disneyland. You can't hear right. any other part of Disneyland. You don't share a border. There's not like, oh, pathway to Fantasyland. Right, yeah. You're, you know. you're you're on the teacups and you can see the Matterhorn. I mean, yeah. 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 It, yeah. And you can also see the canal right, boats right. and, you know, and you're just on the other, you know, and right next to you is Alice in Wonderland. And, you know, so th- this is very secluded. It's all on its own. You, you don't feel like you're in Disneyland anymore. So if you go over there, you kind of forget about Disneyland. Um, while you're in there. And if, if you, if you're going with people that have never gone and you, you could easily spend six hours, especially once the other ride right. is open. Um, if, you know, if they want to build a droid or if they want to build a lightsaber, if they want to browse all the shops in the marketplace and they want to try blue milk and they want to go on the millennium Falcon, they want to go on rise of the resistance. You could easily spend six hours. Yeah. Now, once you're going with people that have been on it several times, I, I do think you might spend more time in there just because the rides are going to be busier for a long time, right? For the foreseeable future, the next few years, those two rides are going to have longer lines. Um, but just the, the level of immersion and detail, there's a lot to look at. It feels really cool just being in there. And I think for a while, people are going to gravitate towards that land because it's right. new. People that go to Disneyland a lot, they know every square inch of that park. They don't know every square inch of this land. And so it's is I think it's going to attract people just because it's new. Right. So the last day for reservations was the is the 23rd, right? And then 24th they start the basically first come. Uh yeah. Okay. So I imagine on the 24th uh Disneyland is going to be busy, but I bet you a lot of Disneyland rides <laughs> You're gonna get on quickly because I think a lot of people are gonna head out or over to Galaxy's Edge. Probably. So, uh, I would. I particularly wouldn't want to be trying to go to Galaxy's Edge on the twenty fourth. So no. Mm-mm. So, so no. I mean, it sounds like I mean they 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 did a good job. It's not like you had fun. I wish I could have got there. Uh, uh, unfortunately, I couldn't. So I'll see it. I mean, I, I want to go again for, for sure. Um, I won't go again until Rise of the Resistance okay. opens. Um, just because that'll be my reason right. to go again. Not that I need, like, oh, I won't go unless there's something new. You think uh, D23, they'll announce when that ride is actually going to be? I think that would be a decent yeah. announcement. You know, it doesn't have to be this big, drawn-out thing. The land's already right. open, but I think... You know, a small announcement in the parks panel, just like, oh, and by the way, Rise of the Resistance is going to, has this opening, opening date. date. Right. Yeah. May, maybe share a couple images of it, you know, from the inside or, or construction of it or, or something. But I don't think it's going to be this big drawn out thing. I, if anything, it could just be a, a, an announcement that they say and, and then move yeah. on, you know. Because I imagine there's bigger and better things already you know, waiting to be, um, announced, you know, announced like not to, I, I don't want to talk about this too much until, you know, maybe it's announced, but I did read somewhere that the, they had filed permits for the Marvel area over in DCA. 
which I've been seeing a lot of that too. But the thing is that they've already started construction over there before those announcements ever came. Like they've already, they probably have to have demoed, probably have permits for everything that they do in there being it's California. So yeah. Yeah. And with the way Disney and the city of Anaheim had their relationship, but yeah, they had actually, they've already demoed everything that they're going to demo and they've actually already started to put up steelwork oh, <laughs> on, yeah, before these whole articles of, right. oh, Disney's filed permits for, right. you know, Marvel Land. It's like, oh, well, they've already started yeah. working on it. Um, So, so that's, who knows? Maybe the permits are for something a little more specific. That's I don't something know. we can talk about later once once we get more details. Any any final thoughts on Galaxy's Edge before we, we go to our uh, next uh, topic? Um, it's, it's worth checking out. Um, the next time you're at the Disneyland resort or Walt Disney world, when, when their version opens, um, at the end of August. And from what um, I heard, it's pretty much going to be, yeah, identical experiences, right? I mean, they're, yeah, they're basically copies of one another. So if you happen to be at one of the parks, you know, it's definitely worth going in, checking out, riding the rides. It's the rise of the resistance ride in particular is Disney has claimed that it's, it's basically going to be their biggest and best ride when, when it opens until they build something else. Um, but it's going to be their most advanced attraction. So, um, the, the level of detail in the entire land is, is worth appreciating. If, if you're, could you, could you tell any of that? Like, um, could you tell there was still construction going on or is it pretty much hidden within the scenery? Cause most of that's inside, right? Or that, that, that rise. Yeah. Inside. As far as I know, everything that they're working on still for rise of the resistance is all. So inside. nothing when you're walking around looked like it was under construction. Okay. No, all right. you know, so, I mean, you could see where the, the entrance of the queue was for rise of the resistance and they had cast members standing there just, you know, to, to tell people that, you know, it's right, not open right. yet. Right. Um, but nothing you could see, um, looked under construction. Okay. So it's all, it's all hidden in the facade. Gotcha. of the mountain, And then the, the actual one last building. question. Did you see anybody or hear anybody there that was complaining? Cause they didn't know there was a reservation system and they wanted to go see galaxy's edge or. Um, not that I saw or heard with my own eyes okay. or ears. Maybe not going mm-hmm. in at eight because because of the way they checked you guys in. But even walking around on Saturday, I didn't hear, people pe- you know, people saying okay. anything. Uh, so. Cause I, I figured the first couple of days there would be, you know, Johnny from so-and-so Kentucky who doesn't have the internet, but was going to Disneyland and he wants to get in and he didn't know about it. So. Right. No, I, not that I heard of. Yeah. So. Well, very, very cool. Uh, uh, hopefully, I get, you know, I, I'll, I'll get there someday. But uh, I know I didn't go right away when Cars Land opened in DCA. Uh, I waited a little while. and uh, But, yeah, definitely one of the places I'll check out next time I do go. So, Absolutely. All right, we got a movie release coming out this week, and it kind of goes into our last topic. Uh, Toy Story 4, Disney Pixar's latest movie, is being released on the 21st of June. So this Friday, officially, obviously they'll have the Thursday. What what do they call the Thursday screenings now? Uh, pre-release or? The preview, preview night. night. So, 
I think I won't be there Thursday night. I won't be there Friday night. I think we're planning on going Saturday morning to see it. So uh, excited because Toy Story is one of my, I'll say my favorite franchises. Uh, being Toy Story, uh, the first Pixar movie. Um, you know, it's coming. I, I, I assume it's coming to an end. You know, I haven't heard any rumors of a Toy Story 5, but uh, hopefully... <laughs> Uh, even though it is one of my favorite, hopefully they, they ended here. Cause like I think I said before, I would have been happy had they left it at three. Uh, but if they're going to make a four, you know, I'll go see it. Um, and then with, uh, this is four well, that yeah, you're going to go right, see, right. You know, I, meaning that I would have been good at three. Uh, gotcha. they made a four, so I will go see it. Um, so with that, I thought I was thinking back of what my favorite, Disney Pixar films were. So I thought that would be a good, a good topic to talk about. Uh, kind of, uh, we've done our favorite things at, at Disneyland. Uh, we've done a few favorites. Uh, so Disney Pixar is the next up. Uh, and we are only dealing with what it was it. Toy Story four should be number 21, I believe. Um, I'm pretty sure the Incredibles, no, not the Incredibles, but uh, yeah, the Incredibles. I'm pretty sure that was 20. Um, I'm pulling it up now. Yes, it's 21st. the 21st. Okay. Uh, so it's not, it's not a, obviously they haven't got to the Walt Disney Animation Studio level with how many they, they, they put out. So it's maybe a little easier. I don't know, maybe a little harder to choose the five. My five were pretty easy to choose. Uh, and then along with that, I picked a couple that were at the bottom of my list and I'll, and I, I won't say that I hate those movies when I, when I mention them, it's just, they're not, they're not up there in my favorites. Cause I can find something to like about most movies. Um, except for Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion. That's a couple hours that I'll never get back in my life, but that was a long, <laughs> long time ago. Um, so with that, I thought we would go from five down to one. If you want me to start, if you want to start, uh, totally up to you. Um, I've been talking for a while, okay. so I'll let you take the lead. I will start with my number five. And uh, we, we may have some that overlap. We, we may not. Uh, this one, I don't know, might, might shock you because it's not really – I haven't seen it high on many people's lists, but my number five is Ratatouille. Okay. Uh story about a uh, story about the rat that likes to cook. Um, and it came out in, let's see, I'm looking at it right here, 2007. So it's been out 12 years. Matter of fact, I just watched this the other night on TV. It happened to come off Freeform, along with a few other movies that I watched. Uh, basic story, Remy, he's the mouse. He dreams of becoming a chef, but he's a mouse. So he has to use um, a friend that he meets. And I, I'm going blank on the guy's name. Um, Linguini. Um, it's got some pretty good actors. Uh, Patton Oswalt, um, Brad Garrett, um, John Ratzenberger actually says it has, mm -hmm. has a voice in there, um, which he's in. Uh, that's kind of the thing with Pixar. They try to include him in all. Uh, so that's my number five. I thought it was good. Uh, good story. Um, Basically, like I said, Remy likes to cook. He's a rat. He's not supposed to cook. He's supposed to eat out of the garbage like the rest of his right. family does. Uh, he ends up in Paris, and 
Paris got some good restaurants, uh, ends up um, basically working at this restaurant, making food by, uh, by tugging on this kid's hair. So that's how he kind of controls them. Um, uh, but that's my number five, Ratatouille. And like I said, I didn't see that on high on many people's lists, but uh, interesting. that is mine. Um, yeah. That one's not in my top five, but it's not in my bottom either. So. <laughs> oh, good, good. Yeah. So somewhere in the middle. <laughs> um, my number five, and I don't know. I mean, I don't I honestly haven't looked at very many people's lists to see where this right. ranks for people, but. Now I do want to bring up before you go on. I, I mentioned earlier because I don't know yours right. and you don't know mine. Uh, we haven't we haven't talked about them. I'm saying we share two of our top five alike. Um, so at the end of when we're completed, we'll 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 see if that prediction was right. I I could see that being a possibility. Okay. Okay. Uh, and so I think we share one of the the bottom. I would also say that's yeah. likely. Yeah. Um, my number five is Inside Out. Okay. Yeah. Almost made my list of top five. Okay. Um, this movie surprised me with as, with as, as much as I liked it, um, compared to the other 20 Pixar movies that I've seen. Um, this is actually the only Pixar movie that's ever made me teary eyed. I will say that. Okay. And I think that's why it's top five for me. All right. Yeah. I like inside out. Yeah. Uh, Definitely better. Better than I thought it was going to be, if that makes sense. Yeah, uh, me too. It was one of those that I went to see it because my kids wanted to see it, and it's a Disney Pixar movie. So, yeah, I'll go see it. And leaving the theater, I was like, yeah, that's a lot better than I thought it was going to be. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, and I mean, the story, uh, you know, basically all the emotions inside of her head. Um, and they do have the new uh, Inside Out ride opening soon at DCA. So, New, you mean re-themed? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's, it's Flix flyers, but right. Right. (laughs) But yeah, yeah. They just moved it, you know, a couple football fields and painted it and re-themed it. So yeah. All right. Um, but yeah, um, it was much better than I thought it was going to be. Um, and I, I like it. All right. So my number four, uh, 2001 Monsters, Inc. Okay. Um, a story of, uh, I mean, they're, they work in a screen factory and these monsters basically have to scare children. So they scream, they, they harness that power and that's what they use. Uh, children are toxic to them, but one does sneak through. Uh, hopefully it's not, hopefully I'm not spoiling the movie for anybody because I mean, it <laughs> yeah. was, it was 18 years ago. So. Uh, if you haven't seen Monsters Inc., then shame on you. Um, wow, getting yeah. harsh. Yeah, I am. It's got <laughs> some. It's got some good actors. Billy Crystal, John Goodman, um, are the main two. They play Sol- uh, Sullivan and Mike. Uh, Boo's the little girl. Um, some other actors, you know, Steve. I, I always pronounce his name, last name wrong. Buscemi. Buscemi. Uh, he's Rand. He's plays a character Randall. Jennifer Tilly. And there's John Ratzenberger again. Uh, he's the voice of the Yeti. Um, I think he's an abominable snowman. Yeah. Well, it says here Yeti. So I, that's what I'm saying. Oh, does it? Yeah. Yeah. But because yeah, it could be. I'd have to look at the at, official credits. At Pixar Pier, 
with they use that character and oh, he's the face of the um the new abominable but they have it scratched out so it's like adorable right right frozen treats or whatever yeah they say yeti in here it could be abominable snowman um but so yeah and i think he references the name abominable snowman in the movie okay i'll have to watch it again it's 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 been a little while since i seen monsters inc uh lately on tv they've been showing monsters university so Oh, well, that's unfortunate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that's my, <laughs> that's my number four, Monsters, Inc. Okay. Um, my number four is Toy Story 2. Okay. Um, I like all the Toy Stories. Um, I really like Toy Story 1, but I like Toy Story 2 slightly more than Toy Story 1 because I like that um, Woody and Buzz aren't quite as at odds with each other anymore that they're more on the same team. Okay. I like their dynamic, their con, you know, their relationship now that they're both Andy's toys and they're okay with that. And I like, I like Zerg. I like his, you know, thing with buzz and kind of a whole play on star Wars with Darth Vader and Luke. And, okay. Um, I just, I like, I like the story of toy story two better than, than toy story one. I like, I like the introduction of, of Mrs. Potato Head and um, Jesse, Bullseye, Stinky Pete. Yeah, it does um, definitely I, introduce a lot of characters. Yeah, and I like those other characters, right. and I like I like how they fit into the story. And so, yeah, I, I like Toy Story. That's too. the one they My number four. That's the, part of it was in the uh, in the toy store, right? When Barbie, yeah, they're, they're, Al, Al's toy barn. Yeah, and they're, the the dinosaurs chasing them, and it's almost the the Jurassic Park thing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, Toy Story two is good. Didn't make my top five, but it's, I mean, a lot of these like like you were mentioning earlier, a lot of these could be, you know, one A, one B, one C, one D, you know, one E. Yeah, could almost be tied, and uh, I, I could e- as easily put uh, Inside Out or or Toy Story two at number five, and I would have been fine with that. But yeah, um, all right. So you got. Inside Out and Toy Story 2. So far, we don't have one that yes. matches. Uh, hopefully, maybe maybe we'll just have one. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, to match or because I mean. Or to have top five, both. Yeah. I mean, m- m- spoilers, but Monsters, Inc. is in my top oh, five. Oh, okay. Well, don't say anything yet. Don't say anything yet. Okay. So sure. uh, we'll move on to my number three, which uh, is the movie Up. Um. Because it made you cry, right? That one, like like your inside out, it's you know that first <laughs> the first couple minutes, uh, yeah, is it does, you know, jerk at it, your heartstrings. It, it does, and I've I've got this, uh, I've got this meme that I sent to my wife years and years ago because she watched all the Twilight movies, you know, and it it was basically me and it said the first couple minutes of Up was was a better love story than any Twilight movie could be. So, oh yeah, <laughs> all, all the entire Twilight song yeah, or something. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, it and that, you know, love story. If you haven't seen it, um, shame on you. But uh, you know, his wife ends up passing away. They they always had this dream of going to travel, and it seemed like you know they had this jar. They were saving up money, and something would always happen. You know, they they would need to spend it on this or that, which is which is basically what happens in life. Uh, you know, yeah. things happen and you have to deal with them. And sometimes your dreams, they get, uh, 
they get pushed to the side and, uh, and sometimes you're gone before the dream could happen. And that was his, after she, she passed away, he, he was, he was going to basically go on the adventure that they never got to go on together. So, um, again, some of the actors, uh, the main character, Carl, um, let's see who's in Ed, uh, Ed Asner. There's John Ratzerberger again. Um, yeah, I should just probably quit saying his name cause he's just going to be in everyone. So he'll be in. All yeah. Of them. Yeah. Basically 70 year old, 78 year old Carl. He travels to paradise fall, uh, in his home equipped with balloons. Uh, and, uh, he accidentally or not accidentally, but there's, uh, inadvertently there's a young stowaway that goes along with them. Uh, what was the name of the, it wasn't the boy scouts, but it was, um, Oh, wilderness explorers. Yeah. Yeah. And he was a wilderness explorer and, uh, travels along with them and kind of becomes his, his companion. So, um, makes some new friends, including a talking dog, uh, et cetera. So that's my number three up. I, I can watch that one over and over again. And, um, it's one of the actually one of the pins that I haven't got from Disneyland yet that I always mean to get when I go there is that uh, the little grape soda bottle cap. Oh, you haven't got no, that I one? haven't got that one. Uh, yeah, that's from the movie. If you've seen it, obviously. Um, but um, yeah, I haven't haven't got that one yet. I'll have to take care of that. So, yeah, what are you doing? I don't know. I don't know. All right. So there's my number three. What do you got? Okay. My number three um, is the second Pixar movie ever made. Oh, A Bug's Life. Gotcha. Okay. A land that A they Bugs just Life. destroyed over in DCA. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it killed all the bugs. <laughs> no, no I, like, I, like, I like Bug's Life. So. Yeah, I think Bug's Life is, is really good. It's, it's, it's one of my favorites. Like my top three were very hard to pinpoint which one I wanted to be, one, two, and three. Okay. Um, like you said, they could have very easily been one A, B, and C. Right, right. Um, but Bug Bug's Life is one of my favorites. It just it, it feels classic to me. Um, I just I don't I think it's really well done. I think it has a good story. The acting in it, the voice acting in it is 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 really good. Um, and it's just a cool concept, and it blows DreamWorks movie Ants clean clean out of the water. Yeah. Ants is terrible. Yeah. Bugs Life is one that I can remember watching with my oldest son who was when he was little. That was I mean, it seemed like it was on all the time. So, yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure we had it on VHS. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of underappreciated when when I think about Pixar movies. I, that one often doesn't come to mind for some reason. Right. Um. But it, I mean, it's it's the second one they ever made back in 1998, and I don't know, I I I really like it. It's my number three. All right. So my number two, uh, Pixar 2006, Cars, and I think the reason I like it is I I was I was big into cars when I was younger. The whole Route 66 thing. You know, towns yeah. disappearing because of the main highway coming through. Um, I wasn't really a NASCAR fan, but, you know, that's just a minor part of it. Uh, basically, hotshot race car, Lightning McQueen. Uh, he gets stranded in Radiator Springs. Um, 
and uh, it's a you know he finds friends he finds uh, I'll say eventually they become family to him um, yeah but you know a whole a whole themed land and in, in Disneyland uh, after cars um, which is one of my favorite places to be at nighttime once all that neon comes on it's so cool oh yeah um, yeah the movie I've seen I w- sorry to no, interrupt no, no. and this is completely off topic but I I'm excited to go to Galaxy's Edge at nighttime to see everything lit up. Oh yeah. I've seen pictures online and it looks really nice. It looks like a really cool place to be at night. Yeah. And you can see the fireworks from Galaxy's Edge and you can stand in front of the Millennium Falcon and you can see the fireworks go off um up above the mountains behind the Millennium oh, Falcon. Be cool. Yeah. Looks really cool. Yeah. Um anyways, you may continue. Yeah, so cars, my number 2. Uh, I'm going to say his name again, John Ratzenberger, because he's actually got a bigger role in this one than, than most. So, um, yeah. Who, who does he play? The, um, um, the, oh, he's, yeah, Mac. he's Mac, the truck. He's the truck. Yeah. He's the truck. Yeah, so he's, he's in gotcha. a, he's in a lot more in this one than normal, I think. So yeah. The end in bugs life. Cause he's PT yeah, flea. Yeah. Is, you know, he's not a main character, but he has more than just, oh, he has a couple of lines right. here, and that's all you see. So some of the actors in this one, I mean, you got Owen Wilson, Paul Newman, Bonnie Hunt, Larry the Cable Guy, Cheech Moran. Um, I, I don't know how to pronounce this guy's last name. Tony Shalhoub. I think I'm saying it right. He plays Luigi. Um, so a lot of uh, George Carlin, Fillmore, you know. Um, he's, uh, he's the VW bus, if you know anything about George Carlin, you know, that kind of fits him. So, um, then you got some r- other race car drivers, Richard Petty, Daryl Waltrip. Uh, so good. Dale Earnhardt Jr. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, exactly. So, um, one of my, one of my, well, obviously my number two, so almost made number one. Um, I know some people don't like this movie. I don't understand why, but I don't know. Everybody's got their own opinion but so that's my number two okay um ditto oh you got cars at number two all yep. right car cars is one oh, of my so, favorites cars i could watch cars over and over and over again it it doesn't right. get old to and me cars came um, out in 2006 so you were what nine ten um depending on when it came out i guess Oh, 2006. Yeah. Um, let's see. I I have the exact no, June date. 9th. June 9th, 2006. Um, so actually, I would have been eight. So you'd have turned nine the next month. In June, June yeah. of that year. Yeah, I would have turned nine the yeah. next month. Um, but yeah, um, I loved cars. I still love cars. Um, it's another one of those to me that um, it just feels like a classic. Um, it doesn't feel dated. Um, it doesn't feel old even though 2006 and in retrospect and in cinema history is is not that old but i mean 2006 is 13 years yeah. ago now and to me it doesn't feel 13 like a 13 year old movie. he just had his 13th i guess birthday or anniversary whatever you want to call it about nine days ago so yeah actually when i went to galaxy's edge that oh, was on yeah, june 9th yeah. so but yeah um i think cars is great I just I really liked that concept that this world of cars and that they do right. what we would do except that they're right. cars, you know. Exactly. 
not like they're even like their flies were like oh. little tiny. Yeah, cars they were tiny VW beetles, weren't they? VW bugs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Their their bugs were yeah, VW exactly. bugs. So, uh, um. Yeah. Right. It was just it was cool. I I I like it. All right, so then we move on to our number ones. Uh, I've I've shared my number one with you before, I think. So I think you would be able to guess it. You have. I don't know if I could tell you. I don't think I could. If 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 you've if you have actually told me my favorite Pixar movie is this, then clearly I didn't. You weren't listening. Just ignored me. (laughs) Uh, I'll say my favorite Pixar movie is the basically the one that started it for Pixar, Toy Story. Uh, and oh, there's a few reasons okay. for that. Um, besides the movie, I mean, I love the movie. And again, it was the concept of uh, toys that that came alive that I thought was cool. That uh, you know, as when your kids. Uh, oh, so you so you really liked Child's Play? <laughs> yeah, it's it. They're, 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 that one's coming out this yeah, weekend too. I, they they had some uh, they had some uh, creative. Uh, posters yeah, yeah they so did <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was pretty pretty good what they did but uh yeah just the idea of i mean because as every if you were a kid i mean everybody's been a kid everybody's played with toys everybody uh, now not to the extent that the toys are alive but every you know you would imagine that your toys were real i mean they you played with them uh you you know and then the right. whole the whole thing of uh like growing up with your toys and, you know, some toys get lost. Some toys get broken. Some toys, you know, get sold at, uh, yard sales and et cetera. So, mm-hmm. uh, it was, a, it was the one that started it all. And I was, I was, uh, let's see, how old was I? 95 when it came out, I was 21. Is that right? Yeah. I turned 21 in March of that year. I was at my, at wow. my first base station at Nellis. I came out, it came out okay. 22 November, 1995. Uh, I got there in April of 95. So I was in that period okay. where, you know, I had seen some, you know, I'd seen some of the, you know, the little mermaids and the beauty and the beast and stuff, you know, before, but you know, I shouldn't be in the cartoons, you know, I'm 21 years old, you know, I'm supposed to be an adult, you know? Uh, but when I, I took my now wife on our first date, I was like, Hey, let's go see toy story. So it was, it was mine and Marsha's first date. Uh, yeah, really. Uh, we wow. saw, I want to say if I remember the date correctly, it was December 19th. Um, so it, it, it had been out a couple weeks, but, um, yeah, our first date was to go see toy story. So, uh, th- obviously wow. that probably plays a little role in why it's my number one, but yeah, overall I think it's a good, you know, good movie. You got Woody, you got buzz. Um, you got, uh, Woody, who's the, who's basically Andy's favorite toy. And then you got, you know, you got this new spaceman coming in that he thinks trying to take over, you know, and, uh, Buzz is just there to, he's, he's there to try to get what, try to kill Zerg. So, <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, Woody's a little jealous and then, you know, eventually they become, they become friends. I like, I met the actors, uh, Tim Allen, uh, Tom Hanks. Um, yeah. You know, there's just, yeah, uh, probably some of my favorite characters. Uh, just that I did. I dated this girl for a little while. She did not like really? Tom Hanks. Well, that, yeah, surprised yeah, me. So luckily, you got you got rid of that one. So 
Yeah. yeah. She left me. <laughs> well, you, you could have changed the story up a little bit. You'd be like, yeah. Yeah, I got rid of her. So, but yeah, number one Toy Story movie or number one Pixar movie for me would be Toy Story. And granted, some of my two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight may change, but I don't. I don't think that I don't think I'll ever change the number one. Uh, so I've got a one and then I've got a two, a two B two C two D. So, um, yeah. Yeah. All right. You're number one. I, I already know what it is because you kind of hinted at it. Uh, so, well, I made a, uh, a last oh. minute change. Oh, to go, okay. Good, number. good. So, um, because when you said cars, I'm like, Oh, why is cars not <laughs> in my top five? I love right. cars. So, so I, I sw- Monsters Inc. was originally my okay. number two, and I swapped it so out. So basically, for cars. you would go. What was your number five? It was inside. So that inside becomes out. number six. Or you yeah. could just call your uh, Cars and Monsters Inc. Your two A and two B. Two yeah, A so. and two B. Yeah, I yeah. Um. So so I didn't yeah. mean. So you're number one then. If it's not, no. do, could you, do you think you have a guess? I, I want to try to guess. Hold on. Let me, uh, <laughs> let me pull it up and hopefully it's not one of my bottom. <laughs> I, I don't, I'd be really surprised okay. if it is, if it is, I, I really want to know why. Uh, oh, I, I, it's gotta be down to two. It's gotta be either. Cause th- this one is my absolute favorite and it's gotta be Incredibles or Finding Nemo. It's, it's, it's never changed. It's definitely not in Finding Nemo. All right, good. Yeah, that's it's a, Finding that's Nemo. I love Finding Nemo. Um, I love the music in didn't Finding we, Nemo. On Just, one of our trips to Disneyland, didn't we go see Finding Nemo at the theater in downtown Disney? Together, I know, um, I know, I went and saw it. I'm two thousand three. Pretty sure you were there. I mean, I'm looking at pictures right now on my wall from. 2004 2005 that picture is probably 2002 i was probably there in 2003 i don't i don't have the specific memory of watching it in downtown i don't have the specific memory of actually watching it it may 30th 2003 i'm pretty sure that year we went to disney in june so i mean i would have only been five I would have turned I'm six sure in July. I'm pretty sure I have a picture somewhere of me, you, and Jordan standing in front of the big Nemo. It was a big Nemo, uh, like cardboard cutout type thing. So, uh huh. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we had. Okay. If I just I don't find have that the memory tonight. Up. I will post it. So, okay. okay. Because yeah, I I would have been, you know, six, a month right. away from turning six. I would have only been five. And that means Jordan would have yeah, only been he would four. Have turned, well, it came out in 2003. He was born in 97 in November. Yeah. So he would have turned six in November. Yeah. Oh, no, he, no. yeah, he that's right. He's not a whole year behind me. He's just a few months. November, so. Right. Gotcha. So yeah, got we would have both been five. a year earlier than him because of where his birthday fell. So I'm. Yeah. Right. Because Had of he been birthdays, born in August or September, you guys would have graduated the same year. So. Right. With Tyler, even though Tyler's, you know, in right. November as well, but because he was born in 96 where his birthday fell right. compared to where my birthday was being born in 97, yeah. we graduated. Yeah, so unfortunately, the same year. we just had Jordan later. So, 
But, yeah. Okay, so what do you like about Finding Nemo? Which I, um, I do. That's one. Again, that's like two, two G. It's it's hard. Yeah, I know. Um, Especially I I I don't know. I feel like it's harder. Like the top five. I don't know. I I feel like I have a harder time with Disney Pixar yeah, movies I than that. I do with Disney movies. Um. But I don't know the music in Finding Nemo just throughout, like even just like it's suites of just like instrumental music. I really like the music in Finding Nemo. I like um, Beyond the Sea. Um, I like that song a lot. Um, somewhere yeah. beyond the sea. Um, I I don't know. I just I like I like the story. Honestly, what does it for me is is the music. Um, I could listen to that music all day long. Do you have the Do you have the soundtrack or anything on iTunes or something? Or I don't. I just I I get it on on YouTube. I look it up on YouTube. I do have um like a Disney Parks CD. Right. Um, and it has like a Finding Nemo suite on it. So that's our that's our top five. Do you want to start with your bottom? I did, I, I did too. I think I think you said uh, um, you had three possibly. I did three because it's 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 basically kind okay. of like an ABC right. type well, of. Well, if you want to go first, you can. I'll, I'll go first. Uh, um, I know while I'm talking, I'm I'm looking through some old pictures. So <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to find that picture. Um. So I I can go. So okay. um. Are we going to start like my third and then go down to number one? No, nah, nah, just you, you can talk about your two or three and then I'll talk about. Mine. Okay. So my, I, I've got these down at the bottom three. I have cars Two, monsters university and finding Dory. Okay. Um, cars, cars Two is definitely number one at the bottom. So okay. it's 21st in line, even though I haven't even seen <laughs> toy story four yet. You already know Toy Story 4 is going to be better. Yeah. Um, I think it's... And the and the reason I dislike Cars 2 so much, not because it's a bad movie. In general, it's a, it's a fine movie. It's a decent movie. What I don't like about it is that the whole premise of Cars, the first Cars from 2006, was about, you know, just these cars living in this world, you know, and then it's just like... And I get like they established they had towns and everything, but then it was just like in Cars 2, it was like, it was just weird because of like, oh, now there's secret spy cars and oh, now there's London, there's London, England. And where Radiator Springs was this, you know, fictional town. Um, now, now you have the actual London, England, you have Buckingham Palace, you have the Queen of England. Uh, she just happens to be an old English car. Right. Um, and I don't know, just the whole premise of it was like, I don't know. They tried to make it a James Bond movie and it was just very weird to me. Um, anyways, it just, it doesn't fit with the theme of cars in, in my opinion. I know, I know cars Two. a lot of people that have ranked Pixar movies. Cars two is at the bottom for a lot of people. Um, my other two monsters university is just, again, it was fine. I just didn't feel like I needed a prequel story to find, to, 
to Monsters, Inc. I didn't feel like I needed to know about their scare college days. <laughs> it's just, you know, I didn't, it didn't, it doesn't add anything to the Monsters, Inc. story to know that, oh, Mike and Randall used to be buddies in college. Like, just, I don't know. It, it do- doesn't do anything for me. I, I would have been fine without it. And the same for Finding Dory. I didn't feel like I needed a sequel to Finding Nemo. Um, it was fine as a standalone. I, I, I didn't need a branch off story of Dory trying to find her parents. And now Marlin has to travel across the ocean again to go find Dory. And again, it was a fine movie. I just, I didn't need it. It doesn't do anything for the original story. And so therefore I could do without it. So it's at the bottom. All right. Well, one of my bottom as one of your bottom cars too. Uh-huh. Uh, and the reason for it, I just you had you you had cars and then it seemed like if they would have done a sequel, build more on, I think Radiator Springs, but they tried to go a crazy direction. I think so. Yeah, that's what I didn't like. And then they, they kind of came back, uh, you know, to more of a car style with Cars Three. I think. Um, yeah. Obviously, you know now. Uh, Lightning McQueen's getting older in the the race world, and you know he's not one of the hotshot rookies anymore. So, uh, yeah, they, there's a new yeah it, breed of race car, right? So better engines, more technology, yeah, computers it, and stuff in their engines, right? So I, I would have been fine had Cars Two never existed, but uh, yeah, you can literally watch Cars One and then watch Cars Three, right? And not know that there was a Cars Two, right? Yeah, you know, you wouldn't feel like you were missing anything. There's no references, nothing. Right. And then my other one was, and it's not a bad movie. Like I said, I can find good in any movie. It's just not one of my favorites. Was the Good Dinosaur? Um, Okay. I just, you know, it came out in 2015. I, I mean, I did go to the theater and see it, uh, but it's just dinosaurs and humans living side by side you know this dinosaur named arlo makes his friend who's this little boy i i don't know it's just it, and the and the roles in that movie the dinosaurs are the civilized ones right they farm they have houses yeah. like dinosaur houses and like like you've said on some of your bad ones it's not it's not a bad movie i mean it's if i'm if I'm thrumming through my Disney collection of Pixar movies to watch, I'm probably skipping that one, you know, 18 or 19 times. Um, do you, do you own it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, even, even if there's a Disney movie I hate, I'm still going to buy it. Just, you have cars too. I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Yeah. Uh, I was curious. And I, I believe it's, I think cars Two is DVD, but the, or Blu-ray, but the car, the original cars, it's, it's DVD. So I need to update to a Blu-ray, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I do have it. I don't think there's a Disney Pixar movie that we are missing. Uh, let me look through the list here real quick. Toy Story, Bugs Life. Yeah. Toy Story 2, Monsters, Inc. Finding Nemo. Yeah. We've got them all except for, yeah, no, we've got Incredibles too. Uh, okay. So, and Coco and Coco. Yeah. Yeah. Coco, I Coco, I like the songs in Coco. Uh, I like the story. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it's 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 hovering around there in the middle. Uh, some of yours are my my lower ones too, like Monsters University, not one of my favorites. Uh, yeah. Um, 
uh, Wally. It's probably it's it's in the it's in the middle. It's got a, it's got a cool story and uh, yeah, Wally's in the middle. I like Wally. Um, I usually go extended period times without seeing it. So then when I do see it, I'm like, oh, that was that's a good movie. Yeah. Um, but it's it's not top five. Right. For me, I'm I'm sure someone likes that movie more than anything in the world, but not yeah. me. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, interesting. We so we we did end up sharing two in the top five, right? Cars, um, cars, and then your uh, monsters. Inc. Cars and monsters Inc., which I you know made a last minute switch right, out, but right. yeah, there's there's a slash in there somewhere, and monsters Inc. <laughs> is somewhere. So okay, yeah, I actually thought it was gonna be. Uh, for some reason, I thought you mentioned Toy Story before, so I thought I thought it was gonna be Toy Story and Cars. Gotcha. So. I mean, I do really like the original Toy Story. I watched Toy Story on the plane down to Vegas last week. Oh, okay. Or two weeks ago now, a week and a half ago. Um, and it's a classic. Um, I'll always like Toy Story, but yeah. I like Toy Story 2 just a little bit more with the addition of the other characters. and Right. You know, that storyline. What is Roundup? Do-do-do-do-do-do. All right, well, that's all we have uh, tonight, if you want to share your thoughts on Galaxy's Edge, if you've got to visit it during the reservation period, or if you want to share your favorite Pixar movies, top five, or your, your least favorite Disney Pixar movies, uh, you can send us an email at talkingdisneypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, like I mentioned in our last episode, we have a website up, uh, talkingdisneypodcast.com. Uh, right now, we just basically put the show up there, but I'm going to try to start adding some more content to it. And then you can reach us on social media on Facebook at Talking Disney Podcast, on Twitter at Talking Disney, and on Instagram at Talking Disney Podcast. I'm having a lot of fun with Instagram. Uh, I've been trying to post two or three things a day because when you post it there, you can also post it to Twitter and to Facebook. So And to Facebook, yeah. It, yeah. Ma- it makes it a lot easier where I just got to do it one time. So. Uh, yeah, I do want to say that um, in the past couple of episodes, I, I really put out there that I was going to post pictures and stuff from Galaxy's Edge, and I have not yet, um, and that solely was just based on the fact that as soon as I got back, like literally Monday evening, I started to feel like crap after getting back on Sunday, and I'm just barely now kind of starting to get over um, this sickness, and so that's really been the only thing kind of preventing me from posting these photos. Um, cause I I've gone to work and then I've come home and I've been going to bed early, just kind of trying to get over this sickness. And so I do apologize. if anyone was waiting, you know, if anyone wanted to see my personal pictures, um, cause I'm not going to post anything that no one else has. If you're looking at that kind of stuff. Um, and if you're not, and you want to see my pictures, um, I will get them up this week. You know, I, I hope. come home every day looking for pictures, and I haven't seen them. So, okay, <laughs> you haven't said a word about it. I know I've been, I've been busy too. So, all right. Well, if that's uh, if that's all you got, Cody. That's all, all right, I have. We'll try to post some pictures soon, um, and then uh, I think that's all I got. So, uh, shoot us those emails. Let us know what you think, and we will see you guys next time. Bye.
Bye. Yeah, folks. And me and my pals hope you had a swell time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hell. Uh, Mickey? Uh-huh? It's that time. Uh, what time is that, Minnie? Oh, <laughs> Goofy? Huh? Oh. Now, now it's time, time to say goodnight to all our company. M-I-C See you real soon It's always Mickey Mouse K-E-Y Why? Why? Because we like you M-O-U-S-E The Talking Disney Podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company, and all material used during this podcast is property of its copyright holder and used for entertainment purposes only.